daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and email us anytime, anytime at all, Locked On Rays at gmail.com. We'll try to do a mailbag episode once a week, once every couple of weeks. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, hot takes, LockedOnRays at gmail.com is the place to send those. Ulysses, it is a Monday, which means it's time. No, not a player review today. Uh, That'll be later on in the week. Uh, But a Monday, which means it's time for what we learned our takeaways and observations from the Tampa Bay Rays and baseball weekend. What do you got? Well, it's it's getting close to the off season, so mm-hmm. that means award season begins. And guess what, Kevin? Not one, not two, but three Rays mm-hmm. are Gold Glove finalists this year. Of course, starting with Randy Rosarena in left field, Joey Wendell getting his first one as well with Randy at uh, third base. And the perennial Gold Glove winner, uh, multi-time Gold Glove finalist, Kevin Kiermaier. Mm -hmm. He could become, Kevin, of course, could become the all-time leader in Gold Gloves one in this franchise with four. Right now, he's tied with Longo at three Mm -hmm. apiece. So, Kevin, I ask you, do you want Kevin Kiermaier to become the all-time leader in gold gloves for this franchise. I wouldn't have any problem with it whatsoever, especially after this season. This is one of the better seasons he's had collectively. Like if there was a time for him to win his fourth, I think this would be a prime opportunity. And quite frankly, who knows, maybe it ups his trade value a little bit if he wins his fourth one. So send him off, you know, a little high note swan song, if you will. But he made... So many, so many memorable plays, highlight-worthy plays. And I know we had the whole controversy with the communication issue and taking over for Randy Rosarina back in. That was earlier on in the season, I yeah. think, one uh, April, May, something like that. It was, it I was, can tell you, the last week of April. Wow. You, you have that markdown. Did you, did you put a little marker that KK is being a ball hog there? No, but uh, in particularly in the playoffs too, like that where he made that catch in right center called off Randy and then made that 90 mile per hour throw to nab Alex Verdugo at third for basically a single handed double play. Although Yandy had to make a pretty good tag there too. It was things like that, that, you know, the home run robberies, the arm coming in and making shoestring catches. Like I think there's nothing really that tells me that he does not deserve it again this year, quite frankly. And you know, what, you know, I've, I've been a a Longo fan since day number one, Mm -hmm. but I do think if you are talking race history, race lore, and you're talking about defensive wizards out there, yeah, KK has to come before Longo. So mm-hmm. then, then the fourth one to give him that edge, to give him the all-time leader, 
I think KK has done certainly yeah. way uh, more to to deserve that title of the defensive prowess uh, out there and out in, in the outfield. So I hope he does win it. Now, yeah. for Joey Wendell, super glad he gets his nomination. Uh, this is a guy that, you know, it kind of hurts now a little bit that he gets this nomination because Kevin Cash decided to sit down uh, the whole game four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey Wendell, uh, the all-star gold glove nominee, just completely on the bench yeah. on game four. I'm still not uh, upset about it, of course. And last but not least, Randy. Randy. I feel like he has highlight worth yes. catches. Uh, great arm, I think. Uh, the routes, maybe not as efficient sometimes. The jumps, not as efficient sometimes. I'm actually surprised that he got a yeah. little bit uh, of uh, of a nomination here. So w- with this, it it's, it's a little bit unfortunate that the – gold glove nominations the silver slugger nominations and all that i think it's great for the players Mm -hmm. uh you know most of them are are deserving of them but it just makes you scratch your head when a guy like joey gallo goes for a silver slugger as a dh Mm -hmm. and then gets a nomination for gold glove in right field like it doesn't make sense what are we doing here mlb to get these awards because it doesn't make sense. Kevin. So are you saying that Randy wasn't quite that deserving for the gold glove nomination? I'm saying sometimes you have a, a pedigree of a name. And I think Randy yeah. Rosarena has that name in, in MLB. I know we like to talk about small market and how everybody hates the Rays, And, and, and mostly it is that, that that's very true. But Randy Rosarena is known across yeah. MLB. If you follow MLB, I think that helped him. 2020 World Series. That's all you got to look to. I think that, that cachet him. carries over for sure. Yeah, it's the biggest stage ever, right? So yeah. I, I think, you know, maybe there were a couple more, uh, even in the same team. Is Manny Margot not more deserving than Randy Rosarena uh, as, a, as a fielder? Even Brett Phillips is hated. That, that brings up a question because do you – do you do the gold gloves like you do the all-star nominations where it's just pick three outfielders, pick the best three defensive outfielders, as opposed to it's got to be a left fielder. It's got to be a center fielder. It's got to be a right fielder. Right. I understand. I think that Brett Phillips and Manny Margot are overall better defenders and more reliable defenders than Randy, but they haven't played as much left field as Randy did this season. But it's kind of funny because now Look, it's not easy to go from playing left to right, right to left, and maybe playing a little bit of center, and and then you have four-man outfields, and you've got a lot of shifts and different combinations and things like that. But actually, if you look at it, Austin Meadows played more innings in left field than Randy Arozarena. So it's kind of – I wonder if this was – with left field, it was like – Alex Gordon retired. We don't have a lot of good options. So let's just pick a couple names. And I I looked at some of the listings, and – you know, I would almost argue that Alex Verdugo maybe should have gotten a nomination. I mean, it's it's kind of tough. Maybe it was just one of those years where there weren't a lot of great left field choices for the American League. That's that's all I can come up with. And I hate that though. Yeah, I, I, I know. Hate the, I hate the 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 all. 
outfielders just bunch together because then it's going to be three center fielders. Yeah, most so likely. So the right fielder and the left fielder are never going to get praised. So Although I, Mookie I bets, you know, if he was, sure. if it's a true, true, like Renfro, I think legitimately could pull it out yeah. as, okay, he's so good of a right fielder that he would grab one. Maybe. I mean, the outfield assists, those count. Man. Yeah. And, and, and he did put on a show th- this year. But yeah, I, I wouldn't put them all in, in one bucket. I, I would still yeah. separate them. But Again, I feel like sometimes these awards just go to the biggest name. And Randy, yeah. I think, actually now has that cachet of having kind of a, a heavyweight mm-hmm. name. Uh, I know, again, Tampa and the small market, but people know Randy right Yeah. People know him. So I feel like he kind of got etched in there just like dj lemayhew got etched in there for the silver slugger yeah that was absurd that's absurd i don't know how that that's not even what did he slug last year <laughs> i mean it was his worst career year and you're gonna give him a silver slugger. are we gonna put brandon kevin Lau. kiermeyer on the silver slugger list for center field you know brandon La- how is brandon Lau yeah. not getting the silver slugger nomination like doesn't it make more sense kevin yeah to give Brandon Lau a silver slugger nomination than giving Randy Rosarena mm-hmm. a gold glove nomination. I agree. I agree. So uh, if I gather this right in the order of who is most deserving for a gold glove for the Rays out of the nominees, you have it KK Wendell and then Randy. Yeah, correct. Okay. Uh, I agree, agree with that. that. Okay. I do. Um, and I know Joey Wendell had the 11 errors at third base and most of those were throwing errors but I'll say this, he gets to so many balls and he gets to, he might get to a ball down the line. That would be a double or yes. a triple. And he might have to rush the throw and it keeps the guy to a single. And so when you say that most of them are through the throws, thank you for saying that because in 2021, we're still just uh, b- believing that uh, every throw, just if they're not perfect, can't be caught. I'm sorry. It's 2021. Yeah. You better have a first baseman then that can pick you up. Imagine Freddie Freeman yeah. catching a J- Joey Wendell throws and not Yandy and G-Man Choi. Mm-hmm. Imagine somebody who can actually pick Anthony Rizzo out there yes. in first base. Like that would make Joey Wendell better. So honestly, I I, I see the the throw errors, but you got to have somebody there yeah. that's competent that that can that can you know help them out. I, I looked at the highlights and there were a couple that he airmailed that you'd have to be sure. uh, Yao Ming to catch those balls. <laughs> but there were a couple that maybe G Man and Yandi they they shouldn't have swiped at it. They mm-hmm. if they made a little bit more of an effort they could have gotten those balls. Moreover, I'll say this you know the a lot of the throwing errors too with Joey Wendell came on choppers slow rollers where he had to rush the throw a little bit again and the guy might have you know he might have been safe regardless so mm-hmm. it could have been some ticky tacky errors as well but you look at how limber he is and, and even making plays in foul territory too sometimes yeah. where he's shifted basically as a shortstop and he has to make plays on down the third baseline like he he is impressive impressive defensively and i know he had a little bit of the yips with the throws but i still think he would be you know in essence more deserving than than randy uh, as far as a gold glove is concerned. Now, let me ask this, Ulysses. Right. Uh, were there any snubs for I, the race? I, I know people are going to be upset that Mike Zunino did not get the nomination here, a mm-hmm. gold glove. I guess, just like I said, Tampa Bay, small market and all yeah. that. He doesn't have that type of name, I think. But they, he was an all-star, and he, he did an slug. I know. But, but then again, I think they, they – 
the biggest thing about Mike Zunino in 2021 was the slugging. So that yeah. gets the spotlight. That's true. The the the, the catching duties and the, and the glove kind of get by the wayside because mm-hmm. it's always always usually there. So then that's yeah. the standard already, and that I think damages him. But you know, I, I do want to say this with Joey Wendell. If we can backtrack a little, yeah. You said uh, Kevin Kiermaier. If he wins it, it, it puts his trade value up. Yeah, Joey Wendell, mm-hmm. All Star, gets a Gold Glove Good award point. if it, if it happens. Boy, oh boy, what can you get for Joey Wendell when his stock is at his highest? Yeah, his stock has never been higher. And if you're the race, what do you do when your assets are at their highest price? You sell. These are Wall Street guys, after all. You sell, Kevin. That's a good point. You sell. Uh, last thing on Joey Wendell, he was 94th percentile in outs above average. And I I just can't. I always love this, the glove that he uses. It looks like it's from like 1975, like he had it since yeah. he was a toddler. Like at some point, the levy's got to break <laughs> on that thing. That is that is such a broken yeah. in glove. It's like awesome. he doesn't, it's again, no flash to Joey Wendell at all. And you can tell by his glove that he uses yeah. that the, the relic that he has with that. Uh, okay, we'll move along here and uh, continue the conversation. But first, we have to tell you about DirecTV Stream. Uh, it is a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part of it all is there is no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Okay, Ulysses, getting to uh, my takeaway or observation from the weekend. And it's not quite as positive as the Gold Glove nominations for the Rays, but it's still newsworthy nonetheless. Nick Anderson is having surgery, elbow surgery, and he is aiming for a return sometime in July. The procedure is the installation of a brace to support his ulnar collateral ligament, the Rays expect that he will be fully recovered by the second half of the 2022 season. I leave it when I see it after what I saw from him on the mound this year. And I think it's just a continuation of the overuse that he experienced in the 2020 World Series. Seems to me that if he is going to be available July of 2022, mm-hmm. maybe he should have gotten Tommy John. November 2020. Yeah. Instead of I just delayed a it whole, you know, I, again, I, I know it's like not exactly Tommy John, but it's like Tommy John light. Basically again, not doctors here. So please do not uh, take this as any <laughs> doctor advice whatsoever. But from what I read, it seems like it's a different procedure. Like uh, uh, Tommy John light. It's it's yeah, it's not really Coke. It's Diet Coke Zero. It's Diet Right. <laughs> it's RC Cola. Diet RC Cola. RC yeah. Cola. There we go. Yeah. yeah. 
it's unfortunate, man. It I, is. And I, I have seen this debate on, mm-hmm. on, on, on anti-social media. He was overused. He was not overused. It happens. Oh, my God. They broke him down. Can it be both? Can it just yeah. be that it happens, mm-hmm. but also that if you pitch 14 innings in a short abbreviated season where you don't know how much training these guys had and you put them into a situation now where you're using them every day, multi innings. Yeah. Maybe he had, you know, that was his career low mm-hmm. 30 innings pitch, but the high leverage, the intensity, mm-hmm. the pressure and, and the constant, like you're the guy. I'm sorry. How does that yeah. not put a little bit more stress than say February 23rd uh, type of pitching? Yeah. And you know what? I, I know it's tough, but it's also a little bit on the player to say, I'm not feeling right. Coach. I'm not feeling a hundred percent because I'm sure Nick Anderson appreciates, Hey, even when I'm not quite at my best, they're still calling upon me. They still trust me as an elite pro athlete. You want to go out there every time, even when you're not at your best or have your best stuff. But I think, and it just goes to show you that man, pitchers can be fickle. These injuries can come up. Like there is a chance that Nick Anderson doesn't even get a shot at free agency. His career could be over. Now, depending on what happens with the CBA and how things change, but I don't think he's going to be a free agent until 2025. He's already 31 and a half years old. Who knows what's going to happen after this surgery? He might be back at square one. He might not. He, I mean, I would bet against him being as good as he was beforehand, but I think maybe it's a little bit of a lesson. We've talked about this before of if you're a young pitcher and not saying that the Rays offered Nick Anderson a contract extension or anything like that, maybe that was part of the, not to say that this is the Rays are trying to be uh, deliberate and trying to do this on purpose, but it's like, hey, we don't have this guy locked up for a long-term deal. We, we don't like to keep guys through multiple years of arbitration. Let's use them as much as possible. Let's, let's get our wear out of him. But yeah. maybe this is a lesson to, okay, it, it might be a below-market deal, but if you're offered something, Tyler Glass now, if you're offered something, Shane Boz, if you're offered something, Patino, McClanahan, Maybe take it. Maybe take it. I, I, well, you know, and that, and that's the thing because you know that these guys are competitive and they trust. They don't get to where they are without an abundance of confidence, without yeah. an abundance of of self trust. That's why they're there. That's why they got one of those seven hundred spots. So you understand that the competitive side, but mm-hmm. the realistic side is that you are not a machine, and and you can break down. Yeah, as easy as it can happen to the best closer in the game to the best starter in the game, to a guy that's going to the Hall of Fame, like Justin Verlander, uh, to guys that have sensational rookie years, Mark Fidrich. It happens to everybody. They they do not discriminate these injuries. So I'm with you. I, yeah. I just, I don't know why anybody with, uh, you know, not coming from a wealthy family would say no to, to a, a, yeah. ter- a long-term friendly deal. Like that's just... It's there, man. Take yeah. it. You know, oh, I wish I could. You know, it's it's the it's the Scotty Pippen. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, you know, well, I'm sorry, but you're set. Yeah. I'm sorry that you you, you might have gotten way more money, but, you know, I, you don't have to worry about anything anymore. Yes. Oh, you don't have 17 cars. You only have three. Oh, well, shucks. Right. Oh, well, <laughs> it's OK. Yeah. You'll be fine. And it brings up a question now, Ulysses, with, I don't know, 
because we were talking about this entire year. Just wait till Nick Anderson's back. Then we have our de facto closer. Then we're set. We're ready for the second half. We're ready for the postseason. Now that he's out of the fold, now that he is, you can't bank on him to be Nick Anderson of 2019, 2020 anymore, quite frankly. So it begs the question, are the Rays going to look from within for the closer or go with the closer by committee? Or do they go after one of the many relievers that are available, i.e. Rizel Iglesias, Kinley Jansen, Ryan Tapera, Colin McHugh is a free agent. Aaron Loop is a free agent. Kendall Graveman is a free agent. I, I, I don't think the Rays are going to go for any of those guys. Okay. And it's because of what we talked about earlier. The verse, the, they're, they're so volatile. Yeah. And, and, and Although, let me, can I say this about Rizel Iglesias? Sure. Like if there's, we've talked about, hey, go after that a was big the name. Guy. For, yeah, yeah, that would be, because he has been, and the wheels can come off quickly for a guy, sure. for sure. I mean, we we have seen that with Kinley Jansen of late. But Kimbrell, even when they were going to sign them. Exactly. But Rizel Iglesias, Iglesias, if I may say, like he has been pretty darn consistent for the last six, seven years. Like yeah. you're, basically averaging a sub two five ERA and 30 saves. And oh, is that Stu? Stu is on the line. Dang it. Quit did calling me Stu. Did I, he I sign Rizel? Maybe he's like, stop, stop giving away the hints here. Well, you know, look, but I, can I let me yeah. just say this. So, and also like he, and this might be a, a conversation for, for later. And I know I've got, this is a very boisterous wish list here, but right. Uh, Thank you. He is, he he pitched in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. which is a band box, and yes. he did well there. Yes. He pitched for Los Angeles this past season, a loser. Okay. So maybe he wants to pitch for a winning ball club. And being that he is a Cuban native, you have some tie-in with Randy yeah. and Yandy. So there's some little connection there. Like that would be again, it's we always say, hey, go after this guy, go after that guy. Right. But it, it would be fun to have that. I'll just throw that out there. But I, in, in the aggregate, I do agree with you that they'll the Rays will keep doing what they're doing, basically. Yes, but I there's nothing bad about dreaming on November the first. Yes, about maybe getting the 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 closer that you can just trust and give the ball to. And when I mean closer, people, I know how the Rays operate, which means the closer is not actually the closer. Yeah. Sometimes he'll come in the seventh, and that is okay. I like that. I like when the game is on the line in the seventh inning and you've got the bottom of the order, seven, eight, nine in the ninth. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have the guy that just has the poise to get the seventh inning outs instead of the ninth inning outs. High leverage outs are are, are the most important one. Duh. So, yeah, it would be great to have that guy. Imagine imagine this team with a guy like that in 2021. Season season completely changes. So, uh, at least the postseason does. Uh, You know... Yes, that would be the best case scenario, but I, I don't I don't see it. I really don't. Uh, we'll, we'll, hopefully, yeah. they surprise me, but I don't think so. It'll be Kittredge, Fairbanks, Chagall. They'll try somebody out until they get one to work. Or no, or, or they just go with the 15 closers or 15 guys get saves. I God, guess I hate that though. No, I, I, I would, I would rather them do another Nick Anderson type trade. A guy that okay. we don't even know about that is with the Diamondbacks that had like 12 yeah. innings and has a crazy spin rate and a crazy slider. Mm-hmm. Then they're like, oh, okay, that guy. Give us, give, give us that guy. Yeah, we could, we could see a lot of things there. And just to kind of. uh 
put the uh, hammer on the nail here with Nick Anderson just to see how far he stepped back in the limited action he had with the Rays in 2021. So on his fastball, he averaged 93 miles per hour this year. That was compared to 95.2 in 2020 and 96 in 2019. What happened to the curveball? Same thing. 81 mile per hour average in 2021, 84 and a half in 2020, and then 83.1 in 2019. The spin rates on the fastball and the curveball went complete way down. Also, of course, I mean, we saw it with the action that there was no swing and miss. No I mean, whiffs. the whiff weight, the, the whiff rates were basically cut in half yeah. this year in, in the action that he saw. So and sometimes it looked like the whiffs that he did that he did get were kind of by mistake. Like it, he wanted the ball up and it went down. Yeah. Like it was like a misdirection, but not on purpose. So yeah, that that's definitely huge. Uh, but, but you know, what's also huge though. What's that? My God, the flavors of built bar. Oh my gosh. I, I just got an order in. So I am, I'm ready to uh, indulge in the, what is it? The blueberry muffin. Oh. And uh, there's another one, a chocolate flavor, I believe. Oh so. my. Well, they've got everything. Yeah. All of them have chocolate, uh, Kevin. And the blueberry one is to die for. You got to get yourself some Built Bars today. You all know what you got to do. You go to built.com because these healthy, tasty, delicious, chocolatey bars have amazing flavors. They've got double chocolate, German chocolate, cherry barcia. They've got coconut. You've got the blueberry ones too. If you want to try them, go to built.com. And before you hit the purchase button, you know what to do. You hit that promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off your order. So go today to built.com. Do yourself a favor. Do your roommates a favor and get yourself some Built Bars in the house today. Uh, Ulysses, we put a pretty fun poll up over the weekend. Of course, there was some mate talk about takeaways and observations. There was a earth shattering move in uh, Bob Melvin going from the Oakland athletics to the San Diego Padres. And that might foretell the, athletics they might be in a little bit of a rebuild and selling mode so we put out a poll question if or when the a's start selling who would you like the rays to target chris bassett sean Manaya, matt olson or matt chapman in the voting populace said uh 15 and a half percent for bassett 43.7 percent for Manaya. Uh, 21.1% for Matt Olson and 19.7% for Matt Chapman. A couple comments here too, before we give our take, uh, Noah Worley says, I love Olson, but I feel like his asking price would be too high. Chapman would be the best fit, especially since it seems like we're looking to move on from Wendell. Manaya would be nice, but I don't think he would like his role on the Rays playing third fiddle to the Shanes. Troy McNabb says, I would like both Olsen and Chapman. Who wouldn't? Uh, and then Chuck Glass says yes to all of it. Ulysses. Uh, yeah, I think the majority uh, of people, although they said Manaya, I think Olsen's the, the best one out of that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just you, you can't get that much power with that little m- of strikeout rates. And the walk rate is high, almost a 13%. Uh, th- this guy just was an all-star. Th- th- he's just, he can put up a show. Uh, and 
And to have that guy in the middle of the lineup would just make this mm -hmm. lineup even better. And it's kind of like how you approach the draft. Yeah. You know, uh, it's the, well, let's get the best player available, not what we need. Because what the Rays need is pitching. Yeah. You, you need a guy, and you saw it in the postseason. You need a guy that's stable that you can give the ball and you know that's a quality start. Here you go. That's a Chris mm -hmm. Bassett type. I don't. I don't even think Shemnaya. I would. I would. I would get that role for me would be Chris Bassett instead of Shemnaya. Okay. I like Shemnaya's stuff better, but yeah. the trust, the volatility. I, I. You know. I would give it to Chris, but Matt Olson, man, that's. Uh, <laughs> imagine Brandon Lau back to back with Matt Olson in that lineup mm -hmm. in, in between Randy and Wander Franco. Boy, Austin Meadows. Hello. I mean, that's that's a filthy lineup right there. It's funny because. Uh, you wonder, we talk about how good the Rays offense was this past year. Can they keep it up? Is Mike Zanino going to be the same player that he was? Uh -huh. Are the Rays going to bring back Nelson Cruz? G-Man Choi is probably on the out. So that would theoretically create an opening for a Matt Olsen-like. The question is, the asking price. The Rays had to give up Drew Strotman and Joe Ryan and take on $5 million of Nelson Cruz's salary for, you know, two and a half months or whatever it is. So yeah. how much is Matt Olson going to cost as he has two more years of arbitration before he's a free agent in 2024? And the Oakland Athletics want some prospects. They want some prospects big time as they are, I think, in the bottom third, not to say this is the end-all be-all, but bottom third in prospect ranking somewhere around – 20 to 30 so you you wax poetic about matt olson would you give up josh lowe and vidal brujan to acquire matt olson thank you for saying and and not or because if you say or you're a homer <laughs> you like, want uh vidal brujan and mike, mike brasso <laughs> No, people are going to be like, no, can, can we just throw uh, Kevin Padlow, even though he's not yeah. with the organization anymore? Padlow and Brasso. We have a deal, right? Yeah. For yeah. Matt Olson. Oh, my God. And then and then if if we say low and 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 Bruhan, they're like, oh, come on. Why are you giving up the farm? Like, because because you want 39 home runs yes. and you want an all star. That's why. Yeah, that's why. Uh, yeah, that's that's a tough one. Josh Lowe and Vidal Bruhan together. Man, that, that's that's going to be a punch Oof. for a guy that's going to give you what? Year and a half, two years before yes. free agency. That's rough. I don't think the Rays make that trade. Uh, I think, man, I I, I kind of think I would. I it's tough because you I would window of opportunity. Yes. Who's going to make your team better next year, Matt Olson or Joshua and Vidal Bruhan? Matt Olson, 100%. And even if his strikeout rate is... Balloons up, again, yeah. to 20, 22, 23. But something tells me that he has made... You don't just cut your strikeout rate in half, and that's like, oh, he just had a great year where he cut his strikeout rate in half for no. 157 games. Like, And I did some digging on him, and he changed things a little bit in his approach of trying to spray the ball to all fields and working with uh, basically a high-pitch batting machine so he can get on top of velocity better cool. and we see that in in the results there so uh i and you know what it's kind of funny with matt olson because there's a couple things which may lead me to believe that this could this could be a possibility and we talk about his offense but 
his defense is very valuable as well. You talk about scooping up those throws from Joey Wendell and Brandon yes. Lau and Wander Franco, but Matt Olson, he is represented by Jet no. Sports. Oh, okay. And they are based in Tampa. Oh. B.B. Abbott. Oh, also, uh, you know who Matt Olson was T-ball teammates with I'm in Georgia? Austin Meadows. You would be correct. And boy, oh boy. we can infer that Matt Olson, uh, he is from Georgia, is from the Southeast. Maybe he wants to get back to the Southeast. He likes fishing like Austin Meadows. He can do a little bit of fishing boy strips mm-hmm. together. I like yeah. that. One more thing. Um, we know how the Rays are very, okay, platoon, you're not that good against lefties. We're going to t- uh-huh. plug and play for Matt Olson. Plug and play. As much of a plug and play guy as there is, Matt Olson is that guy. Uh, versus lefties this past season, he batted 270 with 22 home runs. Versus righties, he batted 271 with 17 <laughs> Home run. So get, there's your answer. Th- he's the best available. You get this guy, and it'll change your complete, uh, uh, you know, yeah. window of opportunity. I, again, I think people in Race Nation, we, you should feel good about the race future. You should feel pretty good about your playoff ch- chances in the next five years. It's very difficult mm-hmm. to go all the way. Yeah. Can we put away the trash cans and 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 just look at the Astros objectively? <laughs> World Series. ALCS, a, uh, World Series, mm-hmm. uh, ALCS, World Series, only one ring. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to win it. And I know race fans feel positive, but you have to step, put the damn foot down on the pedal to get the piece of metal that Rob Manfred calls the World Series trophy. So I would love it. Yeah. I don't see it. It would be very expensive. Whoever gets Matt Olson. Uh, did their fandom a, a, yeah. a real good gift for, for this Christmas. Yeah. And the, the homers would translate too. hidden bombs at the Oakland ballpark. You it's want not like to- he was at Yankee stadium or Camden yards, you know, knocking out 40 bombs. Imagine like- playing nine more games at Yankee stadium, nine more games at Fenway park, nine mm-hmm. more games in Camden, Camden yards. Ooh, that's, that's tasty. Yeah, that would be nice. Okay. I love I love his stance too, where he holds the bat out extended at like a forty five degree angle. In fact, his hands are always blocking the umpire's view. You it's know, great to see. Uh, yeah, I love it, and and it's kind of like a, a Brandon Lau on uh, you know twist. Yeah, it's a very odd. You know, I, I like it. Bring that to Tampa Bay. Bring it. Uh, Josh Lowe and Xavier Edwards. Would you make that for sla- slap blank? For Matt Olson. Yeah, yeah, but slap. Yeah, yes, yes. That's his nickname. <laughs> I really wish yeah. I could say it. Uh, we could. I'd have to bleep it out. You're, you're, you'd be making more work for me, which I, I would not appreciate. Okay, okay. Slap blank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You got Greg Jones. You got Greg Jones. Greg Jones is the be- it's, it's, it's a better representation of what Xavier Edwards can do. Josh Lowe and Taylor Walls. Oh, man, but I like that glove that Wallsy brings, though. And you got to think about the future of a guy like Yandi and the future of a guy like Joey Wendell. You might need They're somebody. out. You got to get walls in there. No, I don't do that one. Okay. I'm trying to think of more combinations. Uh, Xavier Edwards and Taylor Walls. Ooh. 
But that, that's the thing, though. Like, that's how we are. As, it's going as fans, to take basically going, no, two top 10 prospects at least. They're going to ask for boss. We know this. You don't give a boss. I you don't you can't no, do that. No, you don't do it, but they're going to ask. Like, this is the type of level yeah. of, of, of return that they want. I would give up maybe a Rasmussen and Josh Lowe situation. I maybe. would go that far. Yeah. It's going to be a fun offseason. It's going to be fun. I think it will be. Okay. Uh, thank you again for making the Locked on Rays podcast your first listen every day. If you have a fun trade idea or if there's a way that you think the Rays could maneuver or outmaneuver the athletics to get Matt Olson, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Hit us with your with your trade requests and uh, and rumors and wants and everything like that as well. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you again for making the Locked on Rays podcast your first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked on MLB podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. We will talk to you tomorrow.